What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Touchdown! He ate him alive! Fall down into the end zone! Six more for Georgia! Georgia's relentlessness, and that's a missed PAT. Wow, that is definitely a newsflash. Lesney hasn't done that. I don't think he's done it in his life. This dude just rubbing it in. Oh, that, that rubbing it in. That was the funniest thing all night. I mean, to be honest. So, for those that remember, we highlighted our picks. I printed out the entire bowl schedule. We highlighted who we thought would win straight up. DB ended with 26 out of the 42. Shaner and I both ended with 21 out of 42. And both had Georgia in the national championship game and winning. (laughs) You're so mad. (laughs) So, to tie break, we picked the total score. And... Shaner, like he does on the regular, enjoys the stall tactic. Playing dumb. Playing dumb. Made me go first. I was getting frustrated because Cam he wasn't going. around. I had my number written down. I said my number out loud shouldn't have done that because Shane followed up by taking one number below me. I'll, t- I'll let you finish. Roughly, because remember, Jacob Padilla walked in. How long after you said 73 did it take Shane to give an answer? Jacob gave us his before Shane. At least five minutes. At least. Right? At least five minutes. Um, well, I don't really know football. You, you, you put me on the spot. Uh, this is unfair. What do you mean? I had to change my tire. So um, when you say total, do you mean? Like he asked all these mm-hmm. questions, right? Relentlessness, and that's a missed PAT. So I said. Wow, <laughs> this is definitely a news flash. Lesney hasn't done that. I don't think he's done it in his life. So I said the final would be a grand total of 73 points. So that's a missed PAT. And Shane, because he's Shane, chose 72. Tried to price his right me, even though he technically would not have won on the price is right because you can't go above the total. However... He gets it right on the nose and would get the $500 or $1,000 that would come and then join Drew Carey on the stage. But for me, I had to watch a kicker. <laughs> a Georgia kicker. Was, the ba- was this the backup kicker? No. Like, it, it, was, it was the that's, regular that's, guy. Because right. I didn't know. I mean, we, we were up 65-7 to seven at this did point. You not, did you not hear the – did you not hear Oh, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention other Shane, than Miss PAT. What did, what did Fowler say? He doesn't – Relentlessness, th- and that's a Miss PAT. I don't think he's ever what, Shane? What was the end of that? Relentlessness, and that's a missed PAT. Wow, that is definitely a news flash. <laughs> okay, there it is. That. I don't think he's done it in his life. Oh, oh, oh good. <laughs> oh, good. All right. So I picked 73, Shane picked 72. Um, that PAT would have put it exactly at 73, and no joke. And I did it to myself. Right now, you're going to going to be all right? I did, I, you're going to get the worst <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> you must be mad. I'm mad. <laughs> you're mad. <laughs> you can hear him. He's not even on headset and you can hear him. <laughs> 
I just think the group text was hilarious. So, so I, I had preloaded. I like my eggs over easy. Yeah. <laughs> you already were going to hit 10. I was right about to hit 10. And then I saw him shank it left like the Ohio State kicker. And this is what I texted both DB and Shane last night. Let's pull up, let's pull up the text, Shane. If this game ends at 72 because of that missed PAT, I'm going to lose my mind. And, Eight and minutes left in the game. Read Shane, almost nine. Read Shane's response. That won't happen from Shane. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't, I didn't respond to it because I knew it would happen. I was laughing my head off. And then to, to just rub salt in the wound. Sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. Instead of Shane just like letting it happen, he goes back after the game ends and laughs at my message. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the guys and gals that sit in the cut on Twitter and <laughs> they'll like pull something up. That's why I went ahead and apologized about my Mike Tomlin reference because like in week seven, I was having this discussion on social media with some people. and I'm like, winning is really, really hard, like consistency. Because somebody had just used Nick Saban as a reference as a coach that failed in the NFL. And I was like, and I asked Shanley because he was on the thread. I go, why do we keep using Saban as a reference in the NFL as a failed coach? Like, he's two games over 500. <laughs> do you know how hard that is? I said, there's only one guy that's on that kind of run, and that's going to end this year, and that's Mike Tomlin. That's what I said. I, some, it was about that right. on Twitter it, after week seven. And all he does is go get to nine and eight. So I automatically apologize so I wouldn't make freezing cold takes. <laughs> right. Well, okay, so uh, long story short, I'm buying breakfast. And that's a missed PAT. I, I wish I could end him. <laughs> He's tough. <laughs> I, so what, what, what are we having? What are we, what are we eating for breakfast? I don't know. I just want meat. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> you just want meat? Yeah. So can I pick since you like yeah. over easy? Mm -hmm. I think you just hit over easy. Okay. 168th in Q. On a side, because they have some some of. Are they open early in the morning? Yeah. And they have, and they have drive through Okay. Um, I want a side of their sausage patties. Hold on, hold on. Let me take down your order because I like you. Yeah, side of, side of sausage patties. And Shane, a, you get whatever I bring you. And a side of bacon. Lesney hasn't done that. I don't think he's done it in his life. Side of sausage patties. Well, I get up to 13 bucks, right? Because that was the cap. <laughs> sure. Two sides of bacon, one side of sausage patties. Two sides of bacon, one side. Yep. Okay, and what did you want? Like, what? what's the main course? I don't. That's it? Yeah. You just want two sides of bacon. Yes. And one sausage patty. Yeah, side of sausage. Yeah. Trust me. So, like, you just want, like, a bucket of bacon, essentially. Yeah. Have you not and seen a patty. eat before? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just double-checking. No, that, yeah, that's, that'll work. Shane, uh, you get whatever I bring you. Okay. I don't like for eggs to travel. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This yeah, is the best day of my life. He's killing you. I just. It's my favorite movie. Because we saw so many things this college football season. Like, what are the odds? Backdoor covers, ridiculous covers, crazy plays, comebacks, exciting games, all to have it come down to that dud of a national championship game, except for the point total. Relentlessness. I still think. PAT. So I asked all our recruiting guys. I don't know if they're up yet. 
But this was my question to the recruiting guys because I think um, I think it matters a little bit before we have this arc, this if we're going to solve all the world's problems because I don't want to be disingenuous, right? So I asked our recruiting guys, was the original intent of the early signing period to alleviate the pressure from the from the high school recruits? Was, do you think that was the original intent? Because once I know the answer to that question, you I think, can we, form your opinion I think we can probably mm-hmm. figure out what yeah. to do with the month of December. Because now, it, it, now you're starting to hear like college coaches. Remember once upon a time when people thought it was easier to coach in the NFL or in college than it was in the NFL? Yeah. Is that not changed? You know who a great authority on that is? Coach Rule. In terms of calendar, now he pretty much works the same, but I'll be curious if he shares his thoughts, and he probably won't get into like the hours, but college football has got to be much more year-round than the NFL. Hundred percent. Okay. I am completely there with you because it, it, it's interesting to look at those perspectives and think, wow, why wouldn't you say it's harder to coach at the NFL level? It's obvious because you're dealing with men, and how do you coach men at this point? And already a lot of those it. guys are under it's, contract. Right, and it's easier to – to mold somebody that's 18 years old to make them look a certain way for your team. But in in regards to calendar year, as you said, it is much more demanding than it is in the NFL. In college, I'm saying. Would you rather try to coach me at 18 or Cam Akers at 23? Well, Cam Akers may not be a good example Uh, if you ask the Rams because – not sure what Cam Akers is doing. Pick a different running back. You would, Josh Jacobs. You would think it's easier to coach a guy like him because you know his well, strength. And those guys are professionals. Right. And he's already elevated his game to get there. Right. So in college, when I say you have to mold them, you have to really get them to mature to be college-level athletes. And then if they want to play at the next level, you have to have them take that next step. I think college coaching is significantly more hours. I would agree. I really do. People look at college and think, oh, you have the summers off, and oh, you're not doing anything yeah, from when, when what those, is it, January 15th. Hey, how about until how we thumb our nose game? up at the coaches now for like not doing any summer camps? Hey, are you hosting any camps? Like, when are you going to get guys on your campus? And it's like, wait a minute, I only get my two and a half weeks in July to go on vacation? <laughs> There's, there are a lot of coaches that go to high schools in the wintertime to watch basketball games, to look for more versatile athletes, or watch a guy they recruited. They're always sparking those relationships. Always. I just think it's a lot harder to always convince people that are on your campus to stay than it is in the NFL. Like, that's 20% of coaching now. Is, Is not begging, but basically putting on display why people should stay in the fray, which is why I liked behind the scenes. I got into this a long time ago. What I like what what Trev was doing with the athletic department and the construction of the, the new complex and being diverse in their practices and business practices and kind of being other centered because the more that you can make 
your department and your facility like home, the less apt athletes are to want to leave. Because there's something about security and comfort, right, just Maslow's hierarchy if you're in education, where if those basic needs are met, I think student athletes can hang in there a lot more. So I like trying to build from within to work your way out to limit the variables. 888-638-4876 if you'd like to be involved on the show. On line one, we've got Brian. Oh, now he's gone. He just lost me. <laughs> he dropped out. We just I was just there. And then and then he popped out. But we'll we'll change gears at this point then. And uh talk I wonder we could have got his comments on the, the Cowboys and the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Or the foreskins as he once called them. Maybe he'll call back. Yeah, he's not a Washington fan. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what what told you that? Well, I don't know any, but aren't the who's like Dallas's like arch rival? Yeah, the Eagles. Remember probably? Mara's comment about the Giants getting to to play the Cowboys, and I think he kind of started that little vitriol. I don't know. Yeah, I know. For me, it's easy. It's Browns. The Browns. Well, mine's the Packers. Yeah, as a Bears guy? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the social media post about the Lions hanging the banners? About keeping the – it said kept the, pack, kept the rival Packers out of the playoffs 2023. Yeah, hang it up at Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all for it. I, I just – I love the level of professionalism that some of those teams showed, and like the Commanders, like the Texans, like the Lions, because it would have been – especially in that sport where you're accused of kind of not always it having it be about the money. It's good to see those guys lay it on the line. Hey, when looking at the game tonight, Nebraska-Illinois men's basketball, we already talked yesterday, 8 p.m. tip-off, kind of a late one yeah. over at Pinnacle Bank. It's the first home game of 2023, um, and uh, it, it's a good one because you get an Illinois team that's coming off of a, a very solid win against ranked Wisconsin, and you're also getting a, a Nebraska team that comes back home after that overtime victory against Minnesota. So both teams bounce back after losses. Both teams are actually 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. What I'm having trouble gauging in this one, though, is I still can't figure out who Illinois is I know. Yet. I, I agree with you. I, I just I'm not there yet because I, I watch Brad Underwood and, and I'm a big body language guy when it comes to coaching and he's somebody that seems to be hard to play for when he's out there. Mm. He's always yelling, he's always screaming in your face. When he gets to the podium, he's saying things about certain players, calling them out. And then I'm thinking like, how do you hold the locker room? Like how do you really regain respect from your guys after doing this or is that a, a something that those players embrace getting called out so it, it shows a form of respect in that light I'm not too sure I don't know how I playing for a guy like Brad Underwood it can't be easy uh, for for one but Illinois this year is so hard to gauge you have Terrence Shannon Jr. who is Probably the easiest player to dissect on that team. Yeah, he's a you know he's going to score. You know he can get twos. He can shoot the three. He, they also love to work in transition. They're a very fast team, but they're young. Mm-hmm. They're new. They replaced all five starters and six of their top scorers from last season. We're near. What are we close to halfway through uh, the college basketball season? We're getting there. We're inching closer to the halfway point. 
Isn't it crazy that when you look at a team in the Big Ten of the stature of Illinois and you can't really figure out who they are yet? Yeah, I, it, it's just one of those teams. But I think a lot of it is what you led with, and I think it's Coach Underwood because I think he's hard to figure out. Right? We've seen some unceremonious um, L's, especially come tournament time. And, you know, the, the fan base kind of bow their necks a little bit and down on Coach Underwood. And we've seen some of the in-game stuff in terms of decisions late from Coach Underwood. So I think that's on, that's on the frontal lobe, right, in terms of how we think about Illinois. And they're playing a lot like the, their perceived, the, the temperament, the perception of their coach. Right, so I, I I think that that's that that's part of it, and then you mix in what you talked about with all the new faces, and you know there's some things you can pencil in. Coleman Hawkins is going to get after the glass. Shannon's going to get buckets. You know, Mayer can shoot it, and Hawkins has been shooting the three well too. Yeah, I think he's he's mid thirties in terms of his knockdown percentage. So I mean, he's uh, they're capable, and we watched them. I mean, they can control that second half really against um, Wisconsin and one. I felt like. They had to have early on, but this is a real capable and real dangerous bunch. Uh, the the key for me, there's two obviously. Number one, you got to take good care of the basketball. That starts with Sam Greasel uh, making good decisions and control because he can control tempo. Right, he almost never gets sped up. So they they controlling the tempo will be uh, something he did a very good job at when playing Creighton. And the other thing is, obviously, you have to play through D-D- you have to play through Derek Walker. That's kind of how their offense runs. Like well, you have to make sure that he gets anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five. So points. the C.J. Wilchers of the world that only got the three-shot attempts last game, Bandamel, who didn't really shoot it well, has not really um, kind of having that offensive prowess. Sometimes that I think that he's accustomed to playing with. You have to stay. In that rhythm, it can be makeup from what they didn't do the last game because Bannamel was fantastic. Uh, and he'll and every other cut out and every other defensively. Oh yeah, he's, he always guards the mm-hmm. best. But he's I, I look forward to that matchup. I mean that's that's gonna be fantastic because Shannon is a bucket getter and he'll shoot some shots where you're gonna scratch your head. He's he's one of those not as bad as a guy like Caleb Love or somebody, but uh, he's not even Baylor Shireman for that from that mm-hmm. aspect but he is a no no yes guy right if you're mm-hmm. if you're part of that fi- fighting Illini fan base but I, I think Nebraska's definitely got to play this game closer to the 60s to give themselves the best chance and, to win and I think they can because you look at Illinois and they are elite when they are playing inside the arc. When it comes to scoring, at least, they're shooting over 50% on two-pointers as a team right now. And their three-point shooting rate is, what, second in the Big Ten, something like that. I, I believe I read that in Jacob Padilla's article, and you can check that out at HaleVarsity.com. Yeah, if you want numbers, Padilla's obviously the yeah, guy. He's a, good, he's a good follow there. But I, what I was getting at here is Nebraska, and I talked about it after the game Uh, or when that Minnesota game, the day that followed. They do such a good job filling the back door, right? When they are in man defense, 
it, it's almost like they're in zone at the same time because they play help side so well, and when the ball goes inside, you get an instant double. You're forcing the team to then may, maybe try to do a cross-court pass and, and get it to somebody else that they you may see not them try be. try to ice a lot of ball screens, yeah, too. Exactly. They want the ball on one like, side. More comfortable, and they they work so quickly defensively that I think they can shut down the inside game to keep it at that 60-point mark. What's the number, do you think? That this this is has this has all the makings of like a, a sixty four fifty nine game. So I was gonna say close. I was gonna say sixty nine sixty four, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Sixty nine sixty six. What's the line? Looking Nebraska. I'll be curious to see what the total is. Should have had it pulled up before That's all right. eight yeah, o'clock. It's, it's, it'd be towards the bottom because it's a later tip, right. but. Um, I'm gonna guess five. I'm gonna guess five and one thirty-four. Close three in one thirty-seven. Three? Mm-hmm. God, just a bucket. Is that a three at the buzzer? I I thought it was five, which is why I said sixty-nine, sixty-four. What was the total again? One hundred and thirty-seven. What's sixty-nine and sixty-four? A hundred and thirty-three. Ah, uh, will somebody get to seventy? Apparently, <laughs> unless it's, you know, Six. 69, 68, which is, would be the 137. So well, somebody's got to get to 70. I'm glad that the total is down, though, because I think that game has to stay in the 60s because I just don't see Nebraska touching 70. That, that's a pretty average total for the night. I mean, some are creeping into the 140s, but for the most part, 138 and 137 is what's resting tonight in college basketball. Conference games. Tons of them. That's that's kind of how it goes. Hey, by the way, do you have any idea what happens with SWAC games in the start times last night? No. <laughs> I don't. So, like, you know, periodically I, you go back and you, I was just checking college basketball mm-hmm. scores because I want to see what happened with Oral Roberts. I'm obviously not watching that game, but um, just because Summit, Summit League. Right? Yeah. And they're playing in Mexico. And – the game, the start times kept moving back. One was like at 5.30, then it got moved to 7. And I'm like, how are they just changing the times unless they were typos? Then I saw somebody on Twitter. I think it was G-Unit. It might have been Greg Peterson. Didn't we used to talk to Greg, Shane, once upon a time? Yeah, once upon a time. He's a capper, and he, he tweeted out something about trying to follow along with what was going on in the swag. And I thought it. Nobody's playing the SWAT conference games in terms of wagering around right. here. But he must have been, or something like that, because he couldn't keep up. But the start times all changed. I just wondered so, what was so going on. You don't know. There was no answer. No. The only thing I can think of is, uh, was there an issue like with the bus and to getting to the or the maybe venue, the, the, the floor? Like I thought, like a couple of games changed the start times. So it was more than just the Oral Roberts New Mexico game. Well, I just happened to notice why there weren't more scores because the last game, the, one of the things I always want to look at on national championship nights is who's conceding, and a lot of times it's college basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? well, I, when you said, hey, even, I was even, looking at college basketball. Even though like, it was supposed to be Big basketball. Monday, even though it was supposed, it's supposed to be Big Monday, right? Right. But you're just not doing that. You just go back to Super Tuesday or whatever it is. But I just wanted to know if you – Yeah, if you Max Aismas, is, he's the real deal. Yeah, hey, you're talking about bucket getters. Yeah. He's yeah. somebody that's like, hey, I'll I'll put the team on my back. 
good good on him for coming back too. I wonder what that deal looked like. How long has he been there? I don't know, a while. And how? Because has, they made their run what two years ago. Was he a like a sophomore? sophomore? And how has nobody like ponied mentioned up? him? Yeah, it, po- just like ponied up. Isn't that what folks try to do to the man. the the group of college basketball that isn't in that seven? You try to get everybody else's guys. Max Acemus. Bucket getter. (laughs) True bucket getter. We'll talk to Matt Brown next.